Creativity is experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Mary Lou Cook On today's episode of Brewing Up Creativity, we have Natasha, the interior designer and co-founder behind Common Goods Studio, which is a creative practice founded on a culture of collaboration. To briefly introduce Natasha, she has established a reputation that highlights her innovative drive and adaptable leadership. She promotes a culture of positivity, offering thoughtful insight and considerate solutions to projects, colleagues, and the studio team. It is through this lens that she is successfully able to realize a client's vision and construct award-winning projects. Her diverse experience ranges from complex high-rise residential developments in Canada and the U.S. to hospitality and retail environments. Her accountability extends throughout the design process, creating value at every phase. Natasha fearlessly works to develop and elevate her approach and depth of understanding. Her passion for collaboration extends beyond the studio, where she connects locally building relationships with artists, suppliers, and fabricators in our constant pursuit of all things interesting, local, and crafted. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm good, Danielle. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you on for this episode of Brewing Up Creativity. I love your work, as you know. I think I've told you that um, too much. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you on. (laughs) Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, It's truly an honor. I love speaking with other creatives and just sharing a cup of coffee and kind of digging into details, seeing what's going on out there in the world. I'm especially excited to be talking about the interior design world with you today. And for anybody who doesn't know, Natasha is actually the co-founder of Common Good Studio in Toronto, which is the most gorgeous and talented group of ladies. It's co-founded by three ladies and Natasha is one of them. Common Good Studio your designs are so gorgeous and beautiful from what I've seen and the project that, that you've been working on and what you're about to be currently working on. So your portfolio is absolutely gorgeous. So I'm especially excited to hear about your story behind interior design. I mean, I am a lover of HGTV. I'm a lover of interior design. So I'm really looking forward to our little discussions for today. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yes, me too. Can't deny it. Total interior designaholic. Happy to share what we've been up to and the studio and sort of how I got here. I'm so excited. So my first question, (laughs) how did you get into interior design? I don't think we've ever talked about this before, so I am especially excited to hear about this. Yeah, this is uh, one of those sort of interesting stories where it wasn't my first career choice. When I had gone to university, I studied art history and anthropology originally and classic conversations with friends and family saying, you know, what are you going to do with that afterwards? And I'm sitting there thinking like, don't worry, I got this. And come graduation day, you know, sort of there in my cap and gown thinking, what am I going to do with this? I sort of hopped around to a couple different sort of, I would say sort of just jobs, not really a career. Um, I took a year off and traveled through South America And when I got back, I landed a job in advertising. So I was in advertising for a couple of years, just kind of building my career, kind of getting a sense of this industry that I hadn't uh, known too much about. But, you know, sort of as you're kind of working through your, your 20s and you're sort of exploring all these different options and really trying to get an understanding of what 
your sort of next couple of years look like? What does your sort of career really become and look, you know, look to be? And interior design was just always one of these little, like, like sort of thoughts in the back of my head. And I got to that point where I realized, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And if I really want to do this and see if it's something that could be, you know, know, viable, possible, it's sort of now or never. Uh, So I handed in my letter of resignation to one of my most amazing female mentor managers to date. And uh, I started at Sheridan College in September of 2009. And that was a three-year program. So it was just a complete change in pace, a change in lifestyle, going back to school as sort of I guess an adult, totally different experience from when I had done my original undergrad. And it's really intense. It's a really intense program. And it was just uh, sort of this three-year block of time where I was just hung over a desk, over a computer, learning, practicing, and evolving into sort of the formative years of my interior design career. I just learned so much about you in two minutes. (laughs) I had no idea that you have a degree in art history and anthropology. Yeah, I have always loved art and creative. When I was sort of looking at universities, I think, you know, I really wasn't too sure where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. My parents were always very supportive of, you know, sort of whatever I could dream I could achieve. And so in terms of trying to really like understand uh, what university was kind of setting me up to do or, you know, you know, why someone sort of goes, goes that route. For me, it was just an opportunity to kind of mix things up a little bit. Like I had grown up in the suburbs, just like really sort of, sort of simple, kind of easygoing adolescence. And I just had always kind of, kind of had this big city mindset where I just felt like I was sort of out of place in this sort of smaller kind of routine lifestyle. Uh, so university for me was actually an opportunity to just like get out of the suburbs. Um, so I spent five years in Montreal and that for me just felt like... Oh, I love that. Yeah, like a huge education in itself, but also kind of this opportunity to just just learn and, you know, grow up. I spent, you know, f- basically four years writing extensive papers and I did two theses as a double major. It was just, you know, you just are kind of in this amazing student culture and being able to just, you know, you're having coffee with friends and just kind of chatting the day away and just like sort of like a lovely, lovely time. Yeah. And it's funny, we both have the same degree, except I didn't do the double major of anthropology. So it's so I hadn't. I, maybe I did know this, but I, do, I maybe I don't remember. But I that makes me so happy because I barely ever meet people with the same degree as me in art history. I feel like it's one of those underrated degrees that a lot of people it's either fine arts or something technology based. So that's really cool, and I love how you made that transition into going back to school. I did the same thing. I did the same decision and it was really hard. I was scared of the judgments. I knew I was going into a three-year program like yourself and I was going to be one of the older ones in the program. Obviously, there's going, there were going to be some people that were coming out of high school and I, I was really hard on myself for going back to school. And then I was happy. It was like this time of mixed feelings. So, it was worth it, obviously, in the end. I learned so much. And I've heard about that program that you went to. It is really intensive. I only know a couple of people who actually made it out of that program near the end. Oh, it's true. Yeah, I think our starting numbers were in the 12150. 
And by the end, we're, you know, you're down to about 50 or 60. Like it just, you know, each with each year that passed, you sort of lose, you know, like a quarter, a quarter of the group. Yeah, that's really interesting. I would have never known that. But it's true. I feel I felt the same way when I was like considering going back and I'm filling out the applications and I'm sitting there thinking like, am I just going to be this like grandma <laughs> amongst all these? That's what I felt too. <laughs> you know, sort of like young, creative. Um, Mindsets. and <laughs> Just teenagers, yeah. teenagers. Honestly. It yeah. was <laughs> such a fear. And I remember thinking like, what am I going to tell my family? I just got a four-year degree, an honors degree in art history, and I was telling everybody I was about to be a curator yep. yes. <laughs> uh, for an art exhibit. And everyone was like, oh, wow, she's going to be making, you know, the big bucks, but she's going to be in school for a bit. And then I just dropped it completely and was like, oh, I guess, you know, I don't want to be in the books. I don't want to do research. I'm, it's not for me. Yeah. And I sort of had that, yeah, I've had that feeling with art history and I had similar kind of notions that like maybe I'll work in a gallery. I had volunteered, I think at the Mississauga Art Gallery, just trying to get a foot in in some capacity. I think anthropology was where I was kind of pulling a little closer to. But I think after that four-year program, I really just needed a little bit of time to step back before diving into sort of a master's or, you know, sort of that next level. And I think I took a, yeah, I took like three steps back. <laughs> well, clearly it was a good thing. Which, you know, I think is fine. You know, this, yeah. is, this is all kind of journey. I'm a big believer that, you know, you're sort of each day kind of adds to that storyline. And as you build, you, you know, you never quite know where you're going to end up and just kind of be open to the opportunities that you create or that kind of come up in front of you. Yeah, it's so true. And then you headed into advertising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you did a, cu- a couple of switch ups there. So, but it's so it at least you you have this amazing background and foundation from different mediums between education and work and lifestyle. You know, so you you and then you moved to Montreal. Wow, that's so you had a busy probably ten years. Now that I think about it, and then you jumped into running an interior design studio, and that that's so exciting. How long has it been now since we last spoke and you opened your doors? We officially opened our doors June 22nd, so five months, five months. <laughs> I don't know why it feels longer or time has flown. I don't know, maybe both. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been three years. It's been a complete whirlwind. After, I guess, after I had graduated from school, I've been working in Toronto since then. And for me, I think of interior design as a, as a trade. So you're really, you can kind of learn the foundation and the fundamentals in school, but it's really the practice where you're getting into the true responsibilities and tasks of the discipline. And then such an amazing opportunity to learn from the, you know, amazing community and mentors and designers that have sort of put in some time. So for me, working with the studio was always in my crosshairs. And I love hospitality. When I had imagined going back to interior design, I imagined all the amazing public spaces that I enjoy, the galleries, the sort of iconic interiors within Toronto, you know, restaurants, just all these spaces that have kind of been the backdrop to just my journey and my experience. And so I knew like that, that was where I was really going to focus. So that's how I sort of drove my career as I explored different studios in the city and have worked under some really um, inspirational individuals, had some great mentors over the years. But opening a studio wasn't the plan for 2020, as I'm sure lots of people can relate to. And 
it just, the stars aligned uh, with my partners and we found ourselves in a place where uh, we were ready to take that leap of faith. We are killing it. It's kind of what everyone says, right? Until you kind of, you don't know what's on the other side, but if you take that leap, things start to fall in place. And I could, I could speak you know, a ton just to that. And that's really what's happened for us. Um, and it's not that we've sort of been sitting in the passenger seat. It's that sort of making that stance and that decision and then moving forward and sharing our story. It's just been really powerful. And we've, we've gotten some really great clients and projects in a really short amount of time. Yeah, you've had a, ro- a lot of really good projects from what I've seen. And you guys, the three of you seem to be a great team. And I remember working on the illustrations with you for your website. And I remember thinking like these ladies all seem like they just suit each other, not even in terms of style, but you guys just all wanted to bring in your unique backgrounds and then combine it. And then when I saw it on your website and read all of your bios, I was like, this is so interesting. I love all of your backgrounds. And it was just even great working with all three of you. It was, it was a fun time during the summer, obviously COVID, um, COVID happened, but I'm kind of glad COVID happened for the three of you because coming to studio wouldn't be here. I absolutely, that is exactly what happened. We would all sort of be, we'd still be working for someone else. I mean, that's, that's the truth of it. Yeah. And now you're all interior designers and entrepreneurs all at once. What's your favorite part of that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's busy <laughs> it's it is busy uh in, like yeah sort of you know the three years I spent in school uh studying interior design was a whirlwind but it you know it doesn't get any easier once you graduate you know interior design is not a nine to five job which is you know I always sort of think of how to best explain it but in addition to sort of the creative portion that I think most people sort of recognize as part of the role we also spend, you know, 90% of our time project managing, coordinating, working with vendors, working with fabricators. Uh, we're on site, we're sourcing. It's, it's just a lot of a thousand details, you know, a hundred moving parts, forever using the term herding cats. <laughs> You're just trying to get it all together to this sort of end point. So when it comes to, I think one of the, like with interior design, what I love about it is having people to collaborate with. And my friends and family have been encouraging me for years to kind of make this, this leap of faith, but I had always loved being able to connect with fellow designers um, and my team in a studio environment. And I deeply believe that in terms of opening a studio for myself, that that would be with someone else or some other people. I had worked with uh, Sarah and Sarah at a studio, so we had all worked together previously. Uh, so we definitely knew that we had something there, and we are really, really different people in terms of skill set and personality. And I think when you bring that together, it just creates this amazing, just amazing force. Magic. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of magic. Yeah. Like it's pretty amazing. You know, sometimes. You kind of like, you're almost like taken aback by just how, you know, when we hit that mark and everything kind of comes together, just sort of in awe of like what you're able to create and accomplish with a team. I mean, that's no one project is one person. So having these amazing, um, talented women to lean on and to help get us through each day is just like such a gift, honestly. 
Yeah, I was just about to say, you're probably each other's backbone, source of inspiration, your reason to wake up because you get to see them. Well, I mean, with COVID, I'm not too sure what your work situation is like, but I'm (laughs) sure you're in contact quite a bit. So at least you get to, I don't know, talk to people, I guess, talk to them, (laughs) stay inspired Mm -hmm. in the best way possible because of everything that's happened. So I could totally see that. I could totally see how that would be an amazing experience. And I think even just, I'm sure you experience this too, just like weathering the like highs and lows of running a business and just having someone to be able to call or having a couple of people to call and sort of just pick their brains and get their thoughts. Things sort of seems a bit more assured or yeah, you just totally have that support, which is so nice. Yeah, I'm envious. I mean, I would love to have two other girls with me, but sometimes it's just me. (laughs) I mean, I got my clients and I love my clients, but it's nice to have your, like I said, like that support, that backbone that you can always fall back on, which is what you have. And it must be, you know, I feel like a day in your life would actually be so much fun. I've always wondered, I'm like, I wonder what it's like to, I don't know, live the life of an interior designer with you three. Like what's a day in the life for all of you? Bring us behind the scenes. (laughs) Uh, So I would say like my typical day, I'll sort of spend the first hour or so just kind of getting caffeinated and I'll do kind of like my emails. You know, at the end of the day, I kind of I kind of draw a bit of a hard line and try and separate a little bit of like work time from just like personal online time. So I kind of hit the ground running in the morning, get those cleared out. And then we do do most of our like team meetings right now together in the mornings, which was also sort of similar to, you know, sort of before work from home, um, just kind of getting together, getting a sense of where everyone's at, work is sort of determining sort of our like our project loads, and then we'll kind of just work through some of the the sort of the more project management pieces in the morning. That's sort of how I like to kind of divide my time, and then after lunch, I really start to dig into my clients' project work, and that we do we do full service in house production, so right from initial concept and design development. We produce all of our working drawings for construction, permit, and tender. And then we also facilitate construction management, procurement, styling as we near the end of a project. Uh, so having that, that afternoon time to just focus and getting just work done sort of suits me really well. And then because everyone's working from home, uh, we actually have a lot of our client meetings in the early evening. So I would say typically from five to seven in some capacity, I'm on the phone with a client or presenting, having a video call, getting some feedback, and then just spending some time unwinding. If it's like a busy day and I'm like outside of the office or outside of you know my dining room table at this point, it's, you know, kind of, it's hustling around, connecting with fabricators, um, suppliers, picking up samples. We love to have materials for inspiration. There's a little bit of like free form and just exploring and being playful and being able to sort of see how things come together. So spending time with our network of fabricators and suppliers is really important and seeing what's new, what's interesting, having a chat, just especially trying to stay connected during this time, having a little bit of face-to-face, whatever capacity that can be. Also knitted in there somewhere. And at some point there's like an hour or so of just kind of really like sort of tight focus on the business. As a new studio, we're obviously, um, you know, really focusing on building our portfolio and, you know, just kind of trying different approaches on, you know, everything from sort of like marketing and social media to connecting with someone new, 
uh, we're just really trying to set, kind of put a wide net out there and see what comes back. So it's, it's a really busy day. I try and draw a line around 7.30 and say like, this is kind of my cutoff and then unwind, you know, just sort of, you know, make dinner, go for a walk. You need that. <laughs> yeah. And chill out. Yeah. 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 You definitely don't have a nine to five. <laughs> it's, it sounds fun. It sounds busy. <laughs> no, it is not a nine to five job. I mean, maybe one day it will be, but that has not, I mean, that has never been my experience with um, any studio I've worked for. And it's definitely not, definitely not true as I'm taking, putting on the entrepreneur hat. I was just supposed to say, I think you wear like almost five hats from what you've just said. And I think like that's one of those important things that entrepreneurs in general just deal with for quite a few years of running their business is wearing 10 million hats, like social media, marketing, then you got to do the finances, your accounting, unless you want to go out and get that. I mean, I, I totally recommend it, but it happens where you're working on that too. Yes, same. Hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's There's so many hats. So the whole time when you were talking, I was like, wow, this girl does like everything like that. And every time I talk to you or I see you, you're just so happy. I'm like, oh, that makes me so happy. You know, she's busy, but she's doing what she loves. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. I mean, I'm sure there's days where you come home and you're tired, but at the end of the day, you're exactly where you want to be and you're still working towards how much you want to grow the business. But in the end, you're still doing what you love. Yeah, it's, yeah, you've totally hit the nail on the head. Like I figured my dream, you know, my dream career was interior design. And so- you know, I figured out how to put that plan in action and then, you know, really like just dug in and enjoyed a decade of a really tough, amazing uh, work experience. But, you know, working for yourself is just such an amazing experience. And, you know, waking up and just being excited about the couple of tasks to get through that day is it just like piques my curiosity. Um, it, it gets me excited. I have like a really, I'm really risk adverse. So I like, I just am happy to kind of throw caution to the wind and see what comes back. So it sort of feels like a little puzzle each day and just kind of exploring and expanding this muscle. I mean, luckily I have, you know, two amazing people to kind of share this journey with. So it is, you know, when you're when you're listing off all the, you know, the accounting and the Instagram and the web and the, you know, photography, like all the pieces that that come up. I'm so so thankful to have two people that I can share that biz development with, and the girls have just been amazing. It's the first time they've done, they sort of taken this leap of faith themselves. So we're all learning together, which is great, and can definitely share the workload, which is really really nice because I it is a lot in addition to just trying to do what your, you know, sort of what the core of your business is. Yeah. And it's so great that you have them to, you know, maybe like you designate roles for each on the stuff that you may not want to do, but you kind of have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And each of us really like doing different things. So we've, you know, it works out. (laughs) It works out. Exactly. Like we kind of did a little division of labor and, you know, we each have to do a little of like the grunt work, but then we each get to do some things we truly love in addition to just the actual interior design work. Exactly. Exactly. There was One thing I really was curious about, and I wish I could have all three of you on the podcast at once, like how exciting would that have been? Because it would have been great to hear all of 
your ideas that you, because I'm sure they're in the initial stages, you were thinking of names, you were thinking of how you wanted to portray this business of yours, this studio. Obviously, we can't do that. So <laughs> hopefully they don't mind that we're <laughs> discussing everything here, but I can't wait for them to listen to it and to even get some feedback from them. I can't wait to talk to them about it. But I wanted to ask, in the beginning stages of when you were developing this like what was your mission behind common good studio i'm not even too sure if that was the name that you all three had settled on in the beginning or if you were kind of going between different ones but like what's the entire mission behind it the name is really um really special to us having we each have worked about the same length since graduating from school and have worked our way through studios getting to the point where we're running teams in senior roles and for us, it was, you know, getting a better understanding of, you know, what what are we looking at when we when we're working through a project and those relationships that evolve out of the collaboration that happens. Sort of what I was speaking to a little earlier with, you know, it doesn't, you know, we're it's not a single, not a single person who brings a project, a, a construction project to life, and we really love the idea of the journey and the process that it takes to get to that endpoint. And the sensibility that once we're brought on with a client and the team is built, that we're all really working together to create something wonderful on that outcome. And that that process should be just as interesting, open-minded, creative, and constructive as possible. Uh, So we really felt that the word collaboration and building a culture of collaboration within our studio was our mission. And Common Good is a real representation of how we operate and what we're working towards, which is the best possible project outcome. Uh, And it felt like as three individuals being able to take ownership of a project from start to finish, that we could really celebrate that process and do something really special with our clients and with our projects. I love that. I didn't know that. So Common Good is really, it actually stands for pretty much everything that all three of you, you came together and you figured out that you love the journey and the process of it all. And it's so relatable because even with graphic design, I can I can relate to that. I think anybody in the design world can relate to that, is that it's so exciting to start from nothing and then going through ups and downs and the research and, you know, and you're working with so many people with construction to the final result and everything about it is just good. And everything about it is just so you get to meet so many people and every and you're you're meeting so many people. You're exploring so many different options. And sometimes you post. I don't even know if this is the right word for it, but you post these like mood boards with the textures that you're working with, like whether it's quartz, marble anything like that. And it's just so exciting to see your process behind it. And it's even more interesting. I remember one time you took us behind the scenes and then that's when I could really see all three of you coming together and, you know, meshing your little brains together and how you work around things and how you work with people, even with the pandemic. So that's really, the mission is everything to me. I never knew that. And that's, that's so good to know. Yeah. And within our studio, it's it's easy. It feels really natural. The struggle is really when we start to branch out. Interior design is a predominantly female employed industry. And there's just so many fantastic and amazingly talented women. When we enter into a boardroom uh, for a project meeting, we're usually the only females in the room. 
when we're surrounded by architects, landscape, construction, engineers, and you sit down at that table and there's always a bit of that sort of, um, I can honestly say more than one time I've sat in a room and sort of had this underhanded, you know, comment about that we only, we only pick the paint for a room. And I always sort of, you know, I kind of left those meetings thinking like, we're all here, like we're all working for this common good. We're all building something amazing. And, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of picked up my shoulders and, and dusted off a little bit. But I just knew like when I think with, with the girls, like we knew that that like our studio, we're not, we're not interested in that, that energy. We are looking to work with great people who are similarly aligned and like-minded working towards something great together and that we're all equals and have amazing opportunity to collaborate and, and build something really interesting or different or, you know, beautiful, whoever, however that, that story goes. I love that. All equals. That's so true. And it goes back to the name. I feel like that's your mission behind everything is making sure everybody feels equal, their voice is heard, you're hearing your clients. And then I'm also laughing mentally in my head about the person that said that all you do is pick out paint. Um, That's really interesting to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, uh, that's a little amusing because I guess they don't know too much about interior design. So mentally inside my head, I'm laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're and you're you're always sort of fighting for the details and the design intent. And I'm not sure where it it quite stems from, but it's a, such an interesting process when you're knitting together different consultants. We've worked on together, we've worked on really large scale projects here in Toronto. Any type of commercial project, we are definitely working with a team with an engineer and or an architect, and everyone has to be on the same page. And I think open to just evolving. Um, you know, we can sort of de- like develop a design intent, and we're not dissolution that we're not taking into consideration mechanical systems and electrical and base building structure. And, yeah, there's all of that. <laughs> you know, it, you know exactly. Like there's all these pieces, and we're there with you. We're there for the process, and we're we you know we're we're doing our part to make sure that the final product is beautiful and functional. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's really interesting. Common good is definitely our touch point. If I think we're getting a little like bent out of shape, it's sort of kind of recentering on that pillar and just sort of refocusing, taking a breath, moving forward. And the thing that you mentioned there that is so key is that you're not just designing, you know, you are creative, but you also have to think about the functionality of the space. So absolutely. I like that key feature that you just mentioned. Yeah, we have to know the building code inside and out. Um, We have to understand how mechanical works. We have to understand how electrical works. Uh, Structure is probably a daily conversation in most projects. And then, you know, then it gets into, you know, the finishes. And then we're working with fabricators. You know, can we do this detail? What does this look like in terms of cost? How, you know, how much are these finishes? You know, we're running through budgets, we're running through schedules, lots, just lots of, lots of these little details coming together to really, you know, that end result that you experience and walk into and think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. The like, you know, a thousand decisions that were made to get to that point is, is what we're doing every day. So it's, you know, just working through them and trying to be, try to make the best possible decision for the project and for our clients. And a lot of people wouldn't even know all of that. I mean, I I learned a lot from this myself, so I didn't realize how much it is that you truly have to do. So I'm glad you have the two Sarahs 
because I don't know how one person could do it. Me too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a lot. (laughs) So, and that also sounds difficult. So yeah, I'm just letting you know, I I could never do what you do. Oh yeah. No, it takes a village. Like without those, without, without Sarah and Sarah, I would be, you know, just, I would be back at a studio probably just like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a lot. That's why I'm, after hearing this whole podcast and hearing you speak, I'm like, well, thank God that there's the three of them because honestly, they could probably, like you just said, use a whole village. So Mm -hmm. I loved learning about behind the scenes. I loved learning about the mission. I loved everything about this. And I had a feeling I was coming into this about to learn a heck lot of more about a common good studio. So that. Oh, that's so great. I love this, doing this episode with you. Thank you. Me too. Before I let you go, I'm just going to hold on for a little bit more there. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you have any upcoming news or projects that you want to share with any of the listeners? Yeah. I, you know, we, so within the five months we, you know, we're sort of learning the, I guess, sales end of the business, something really new for all of us. And we've been focusing on our network and making effort to just reach out, connect, tell the story that I just shared with you and kind of see what comes back. And we've had some great referrals from friends, family, and our network. But we've also been taking some risks. Uh, We recently saw on social media that an acquaintance had purchased a motel property. Uh, We sort of just took the leap of faith and, you know, dropped a DM thinking like this is outlandish. Like this is, you know, nothing will come of this. You probably won't even hear back from them. And from that tiny little sort of seed, we ended up going through, I think it was like a three, four week pitch process with the clients and just recently signed them on as our first uh, hospitality project for Common Good Studio, which was just such an exciting moment for, for me and for the team. We've had some great success with our residential clients and they have just been amazing to work with. You know, everyone is so excited to just transform their homes right now and invest in sort of projects that they, you know, have maybe been mulling over. So that part's been fantastic. And then sort of this new commercial project, which is a 17-room motel boutique hospitality project that'll be up in the Sobble Beach area. So cute. Yeah, it's going to be so cute. It's going to be a huge whirlwind. The clients are looking to open for the May long weekend. And so we are just in full tilt design work mode right now, working hand in hand with them. I can imagine. Yeah. I love working with other entrepreneurs. It's just the greatest experience. Like We had worked with uh, Dana at Bear Market and the ability to work side by side and build a space that is an extension of a brand and a business is such an amazing and creative space for design. You really get to kind of uh, work closely and sort of extrapolate and help kind of just evolve this this business idea. Uh, so it's going to be an amazing, an amazing opportunity. It's an amazing opportunity for us. It's an amazing project, um, and we're just we're really we're really thrilled, and we're and just like so proud of our team for all the amazing sort of projects we've kind of gotten on board. And it's just uh, it's been really exciting. Well, you're going to nail it. 
let me just say that I'm so excited and I'm going to keep my eyes open. Hopefully we're going to have like a nice opening and get everyone up there and hopefully have a nice kickoff to the summer. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's going to it's going to be a longer project but totally worth it. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes open all year long to see if you can post any behind the scenes or Yes, we'll start to drop a little a little bits and pieces soon. Uh, you have to tell us where we can all find you. Well, I already know. Uh, you have to tell the listeners where we can find you online uh, so that they can keep their eyes open for this project. Yep. Our studio uh, site is commongoodstudio.ca and you can find us on Instagram at the handle commongoodstudio. I'm so excited for you. I can't even express that enough, but I just wanted to thank you. So nice to like have you from like our inception. Yeah, (laughs) it's (laughs) I'm yeah, I'm just truly so, so excited for the three of you. I can't get over how fast your business has grown since June 22nd. These projects are beautiful. Your upcoming projects I'm even more excited for. And I am so thankful to have learned so much of what an interior designer you know, does and encompasses, especially when you run your own studio. I think interior design for me is one of those interesting careers that I will always want to learn more about. So I want to thank you so much for coming on this episode with me. It means a lot. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Always lovely talking with you. Thank you for listening into Brewing Up Creativity. If you're interested in being on the podcast series, please reach out via email to brewingupcreativity at gmail.com or a direct message on Instagram at brewingupcreativity.com.